The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's Friday. That means we turn it over to the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan here. Uh, listen, uh, the guy went to the doctor. The man went to the doctor, and the uh, doctor said that you're not going to live. You're going to live until just tomorrow, got tonight. So the, the man calls his wife, since you got to get off work now, and... Uh, she did. He told her the news, and they go to an amazing dinner, and then they go to the theater, romantic, you know, the last night, and then they, they get home, they make passionate love. They finally fall asleep. Uh, he wakes up, he wakes up at four in the morning, and he's like, oh, come on, let's make love one last time. She goes, well, it's okay for you. You don't have to get up in the morning. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye. All right, done. I like that one. It's not a Duff classic, but it's better than some. Uh, we love Duff either way for delivering the goods every single Friday for the last three and a half years. Just like the Winnipeggers dish it up on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern and on Facebook and YouTube. And this week's episode is probably my favorite. It's a classic. It's the Great Imitation Contest. And boy, <laughs> do we do some bad ones. We choose them for each other. So I'll tell you some of the people and characters that get impersonated. But you got to watch the Winnipeggers to find out which of the three of us does them. Me, Ribo, and Dave Spivak attempt Kermit the Frog, Edith Bunker, Mr. Rogers, John Lennon, Screech from Saved by the Bell, Woody Allen, Elmo, Darth Vader, and Barbara Streisand. We attempt a bunch of others to fail miserably. Uh, you'll definitely laugh, and that's probably the, uh, the best thing about the show. Definitely laugh at us and not with us, or either way. Come get your laugh on with the Winnipeggers. New episodes every Thursday at 9 p.m. on my Facebook page and my YouTube channel, and we will be going live first time ever Live on November 5th on YouTube Live and Facebook Live, and you will see the debut of the Idiot Olympics. So stay tuned for that. But today, Santana and Ortiz from the Inner Circle return to talk as Jericho. They came on over the summer to talk about the big stadium stampede, but this time they're talking about their journey to AEW, uh, including why they chose AEW over WWE. They're also talking about their time on the indies, their shoot jobs, working security at Borders Books and TJ Maxx. Their run is LAX at Impact, what they learned from Conan, and how they started tag-teaming in the first place. Lots of great stories from Santana on Ortiz. All right, so um, last week, uh, as we were recording this, the big match that everyone was talking about was the street fight parking lot brawl with Santana, Ortiz, and the best friends. And it's funny because we've been working together for a while with the Inner Circle. 
we did the big podcast with all five of us, but I've been wanting to do a podcast with just you guys. And after stealing the show last week, is perfect timing. Like, how do you how did you guys feel about that that match and the reception it got? It was uh, a pretty exciting and eventful week, to say the least. I mean, it was for me personally, it was one of those things where it happened. I saw the reaction and I put my phone down and just spent it with the family. Yeah, because it was like. It was such a, a high mm-hmm. that I was like, I don't want anything else to, to you know, yeah. So I just, I put my phone down, I spent it with the family, and, and it was it was good. How about you, Ortiz? Um, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an awesome feeling. It was um, it was what it needed it to be. I We kind of went into the match saying, like, we need this to be a really good blow-off. Because uh, I think the, the build-up to it was decent to good. But I think uh, we needed the the exclamation point at the end, and and I'm happy we delivered. And uh, thanks to Jerry Lynn and kind of uh, funneling all our ideas and kind of setting it up for it to be the best possible match. And I think uh, I'm really happy with it. And I watched it. I got to sit down and watch it with um, my girlfriend and her parents, and they just looked at me like I was a maniac, and it was cool. It was, it was one of those things, too, because you filmed it after the show was done. Yeah. So I didn't get a chance to see it because we we all split because I didn't know how late you'd be going. I don't know if it was gonna be another, you know, uh, stadium stampede of <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight hour gonna... shoot. But <laughs> we, we were really hoping not. But seeing it, like I had uh, I had Kevin Sullivan send it to me. Just watching it, I was like, holy shit, this is this is great. But you guys did that all in one in one go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah one, it take. Was one take. Yeah. It wasn't like it was stop, start, stop, start. Yeah, I I at one point I remember telling one of the production guys I was like. Please, no one yell cut in this match. It's yeah. it's gonna be bad. Like I, we were we were so hyped up and so at that that point where if we would have had to cut anything or or it would have killed the whole the whole match. I feel like so. Thankfully, it kills your vibe of, of you, you kind of get into the bubble of the world. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why it's like it would be hard to be a, an actor, but actors aren't also doing these their own stunts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you got to be mentally into it as, as as much as you are physically. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when how, when did you put that all together? Uh, that day, I mean, we we talked about things uh, over the week, and we we figured out some things we we wanted to do. But it was pretty much that day. We just got with each other. We went over it all day, and uh, yeah, and that was the end result. But some really creative stuff. Yeah, we were uh, we put together like a, a a group chat with all of us, and I just wanted my main thing was was making sure that all four of our visions were were being put out there and everyone had their uh uh their say in and whatever so we just got in a group text and started throwing little ideas here and there and uh what weapons we want to use what props we want to get together you know just the uh we were sharing other parking lot matches and and you know what i mean just trying to get an idea for the for the madness like what other parking lot matches were there we were watching uh, Eddie and Cena was one. Yeah. Then we watched um, there was Kurt a, and Jeff at TNA. Jeff Jarrett, yeah, they just mm. so that was yeah that was more of a potato each yeah, other. It the was, whole entire time. It was insane. Yeah. But um, and Devon and uh, uh, it was I don't I don't think it was a match. It was just like a segment. It was uh, Devon Dunleys. and Bubba. Yeah, I guess they they were feuding an impact and. Uh, uh, Devon just started just wailing on Bubba and he had like this one moment where Bubba's just like come on Devon alright I'm sorry and he's just like squandering in the corner and he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry but it was great uh, we wanted to actually do something like that in the match but it just didn't end up going but uh, I did it with Seth, Seth Rollins once when he was using the pedigree as a finish on top of a car 
And like, you know, it's it's scary because you know, we take bumps to the ring and all that stuff, but like mm-hmm. it's it's a freaking car. And I remember I I took the old like kind of pussy one on both of my knees. Yeah, and I, was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I wish I could do that again. Uh-huh. But so, so what, what was what was the worst part of it for you guys? So you, like you say, you took some crazy bumps. Uh getting smashed uh, in between the engine and the and the uh, hood oh. that sucked. You jumped off the hood onto the. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I was I was uh, um, sandwiched in between the engine and the and the hood of the engine, and uh, Chuck did like a swanton type deal onto it. <laughs> But then Trent just did the senton, and it just all the wind came out of me. My head hit the engine block. It sucked. What the dude? They yeah. people in movies, people die that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, like the guy's uh-huh. car breaks down, he goes in to fix it, and the killer comes and slams uh-huh. the hood yeah. down and yeah. cuts him in half. It's not supposed to be that way. No, no, it it really sucked. Hindsight being twenty twenty, I'm glad we did it because it added to the to the match. But um, I probably wouldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. That sucked. Yeah. How about you? For me, um was right in the beginning when I I had the bright idea of 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 going head first into a side window uh side mirror of a car and, and, did it move. and you know yeah <laughs> you, usually those those mirrors come right off like yeah, you yeah, yeah. you kick <laughs> you right. kick that shit and it's coming yeah. off right and I was like hey right, I'll just take it head first and uh yeah I took it head first and it didn't budge <laughs> and it cracked me wide open so uh you know, yeah, you, it was, you it could was drive by, you know, some of the car in the grocery store parking lot and nick it, and that thing's yeah. That's right. what I'm saying. This <laughs> one not was not. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, was, what a rib! <laughs> I, I love the whole concept of it too, because it's something that I think we do a great job of, and we we always have a lot of different stories moving, but they all have beginnings and middles and ends. Mm-hmm. And you know, the beginning of it where you kind of smash up Trent's mom's uh, car. Mm-hmm. And at the end, she picks the guys up and they leave and she gives you guys the finger. I mean, what a yeah. great... I mean, that was got to be about a two-month storyline or yeah, so, right? Yeah, yeah. Just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. It, it was awesome. And uh, shout out to Sue for uh, doing that. Uh, I know she'll never forgive us, but uh, <laughs> but uh, she was great, man. She was a team sport. And and that, I think there was no better way to end the match than with that middle finger perfect. going up. Yeah. Yeah. She's got yeah. her own t-shirt level now. Yeah, too. and having, having to convince her the whole day to to because she didn't want to give us the finger really yeah and we were like that's taking the match from here to like way up there uh-huh. you know what i mean like that's it's, the the icing in the, the cake match. it's 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 the like you said it's the exclamation yeah. point on the story mm-hmm. yeah it mm-hmm. began with her and the car and mm-hmm. it ends with her in the car yeah you know bad guys lose good yeah. guys win that's yeah. kind of the, the basic storytelling of what wrestling is mm-hmm. essentially it, it was just us feuding with sue Trent and Chucky taking the back seat. Yeah. Sure. Um, when you when you're talking about your, your experiences in, in AW, I mean that's got to be one of the highlights for sure. Um, and here we are, almost a year in. How has it been overall for for you, for you guys? You could take. You could start. Uh, I think great. It's been a, a huge learning experience because uh, I've talked about this before, but uh, an impact we have Conan kind of like really like leading us into stuff and here. We're kind of left to our own devices, mm. like with the stuff that we learned there and uh, with you and other people to kind of help us and guide us along the way. But uh, it's been a huge uh, learning curve and I love it because it, it's been a new challenge. We've had to um, be more self-sufficient and come up with ideas on our own and stuff like that. And uh, I love it. I love the work environment and the people. I, I think we made the the best choice to come here. It's been a great year so far. Yeah, it's been uh you know, awesome work experience and, and stuff like that. Like I, I've, I've said it plenty of times, like this year is probably one of the worst years of my life, but the fact that, um, we still had this and, and something to, to point my 
you know, however I'm feeling or whatever I'm going through just to have that, that distraction or have that, uh, you know, that thing just to let loose and to mm-hmm. let shit out and, and, and things like that. So, um, I'm thankful that, that we still have this and, and, you know, and there's times, honestly, to be real with you, Chris, there's days where, uh, you know, we come here and my mind is all over the place, you know what I mean? Dealing with, with different things. I've always been open about, you know, my, my personal struggles and my mental health and stuff. So, you know, there's days where, you know, and, and just like anything, you or anybody, there's days where you, you just don't want to be around people or mm-hmm. you don't want to deal with shit or you don't, um, you know, and I've had plenty of those days, but um, I also try to uh, remind myself that we're living our dream every single day, mm-hmm. you know, where we're in such an amazing um, place in our lives, in our careers that uh, I can't let my personal shit like hinder that you know what i mean so well and the thing is too like and obviously the year started with with the passing of your father we've we've talked about that Mm -hmm. before but i think that like you said you had an outlet but a release but also used some of that like i still remember that promo that you did when we were doing the thing with moxley and Mm -hmm. then he was blind in one eye and your father actually was blind and you using that for this promo it was a real kind of eye-opening moment like holy shit this guy can do a really riveting, you know, interview mm-hmm. segment, which I thought was really good for you too. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're able to use some of that negative energy for a positive thing. Hundred percent. And and I mean, like it was, it was still, uh, you know, it, it was uh, one of those surreal moments when I look back and I'm like, damn, I was sitting across from Jr. Right. Uh, you know, doing this this interview, and and I automatically thought back to like all the greats have sat across from JR, you know, and, and done interviews. And those were the, uh, the moments that kind of like skyrocketed, you know, mm-hmm. their careers and stuff like that. So, uh, it was, it was humbling and it was surreal. And, and I mean, we're, we're the type of guys and, and me more, more than anything that like, we're always chasing that what's next, you know, right. we're always chasing that what the, the what's next. And we always want more. We always want to do more. We always want to be better. And, um, yeah, like it's one of those things too, where um, where if you're talking about you know um, working here, thanks Jeff, in AW, and kind of we're all in charge of our own stuff, and I mean it's it's amazing to me that after a year of of being here, we still have good stuff, mm-hmm. and we still positioned ourselves in, in a great place because it was weird when we, when we first started; no one really knew what it was going to be like. Like I've never worked anywhere where there's, I mean Tony's the booker but you know i'm bake i'm booking on my stuff you guys have some ideas for your stuff mm-hmm. no one had ever been on live tv i shouldn't say no one a lot of people on our show hadn't been on live tv before mm-hmm. so it was really strange like how is this how is this going to come together mm-hmm. and yet every week it comes together yep. it's amazing to me and that's a testament to uh you know not just the the performers and the guys and girls performing and but just the 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 team that's guiding all of us you know what i mean like like you and dean and and uh uh, jerry and a bunch of the other guys like we're we're all so lucky to have the team of of people guiding us that like man we got some of the best guys in the world you know what i mean like there's no if if you don't take something away from from any of them like you're up, you it's know interesting I mean? too. A lot of people have, have talked to me lately and mentioned Jerry Lynn's name of mm-hmm. being a really great 
agent, producer, coach, and you mentioned him right off the bat. So he was he he, he was good to work with. Oh yeah, he's the best. He's one of our favorite favorite agents actually to work with. Um, just I, he keeps his real. I guess it's the way his, the way his uh, mentality goes into structuring a match, and uh, it definitely uh, is compatible with the way we like to wrestle. So there's a, there's a compatibility there, and it's just great. I love working with Jerry, and then he's he's a legend in his own right, and it's it's just awesome to get to pick his brain and go back, and we'll like uh, when we hang out and stuff, and we'll go back. And uh, I was just talking to him. Uh, he told me he got to wrestle uh, Grand Naniwa and Michinoku Pro back in the day, and I love early '90s Michinoku Pro. And I was like, "What? You got to wrestle him?" And I found it on YouTube, and I got to watch it. He was under some hood. I forgot. What was his name? And it was just awesome to, to talk old school wrestling with him. Negro Casas would always call him Cangrejo. Cangrejo. <laughs> Spanish for crab. Yeah. You see Cangrejo? <laughs> He's Grant Grand and he went, uh, can, Cangrejo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you feel the same, obviously, about 100%. Jerry? Yeah, Jerry. Jerry's the man, and he played such a huge role in, in putting together that street fight and he uh, he thinks of the small nuances, the, the you know, the yeah. small things that not everyone thinks about and and for him, realism is key, you know, and that's the same thing with us. If uh, the more legit something looks, the better, you know, and because um, we're still in, in the business of suspending belief, right? <laughs> so uh, that's, we all are. yeah, so that's that's the uh, the biggest thing. But yeah, he's he's the man. And I look forward to continuing, you know, learning from him and, and a bunch of the other guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So how? Tell, tell me kind of how the, the journey of you guys getting to AEW, and you know, obviously we'll talk about Impact as well. But you guys were, were really high up on the food chain there, and, and what led you here? Um, well, we we had start we had gotten a, an email from Impact in um, early March 2017, and uh, at first I. I, I thought it was a rib. He called, um, Ortiz called me while I was making lunch for my daughter. And uh, he's like, yo, I'm at work. Look at the email. Because we at the time, we, we shared an email. Yeah, we had um, a booking email. We would go And, gotcha. and uh, you know, he's like, yo, there's an email there. You need to go check out. And uh, I can't right now because I'm at work. Okay, bye. And I'm like, bro, I'm like making lunch for my kid. I'm not calling anybody right now. What do you mean you're at work? Like a day job? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, okay. I had a shoe job still, right? It was right gotcha. before Impact. What yeah. was it? I was a security guard at uh, at uh, TJ Maxx. I, I would catch shit. people stealing. I was like a plain clothes security no guard. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Any, uh, any uh, high spots from that over the years? Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, I've gotten to it a couple of guys. Uh, one one crazy time, a guy pulled out a knife on me, a big big blade, and I was just like, all right, keep it. It was like fifty dollars sneakers. I was take like, a t-shirt. Yeah, I was like, take it. Like, right, it's not that serious to me. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> so you got the email, and then- so we got the email, and and uh, I was it was it was an email from Jeremy Borash, and we were like. Uh, I remember looking at the email and I was like, what a rib. Whoever's rib, you know, we thought it was a rib the whole time. It was like, hey, this is Jeremy Borash from uh, Impact Wrestling. Here's my email. Here's my number. Please give me a call when, you know, as as soon as possible, whatever. And were you guys just working indies at that point in time? Yeah, at that point we we had our our shoot jobs and we were working indies every week. And um, what was your shoot job? I was (laughs) I was a conference coordinator for a law firm in Midtown. Damn, so this is only three years ago. You guys are yeah. still nine yeah. to five in it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was under the assumption you guys have been, you know, Ring of Honor and Impact for like 10 years or something no, along those lines. Uh, wow, we, okay. We were on the indies for, for nine years before we got before called. you got your first national yeah. chance. That's yeah. amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were doing the indies and then that happened and... um. But right before, uh, sorry to cut you off, like right before we got the call from Impact, we were we were really breaking out. Mm-hmm. We were starting to break out in the Indies and starting to wrestle more names and uh, getting more high profile matches. So it kind of all came together at the right time. Right, it's funny because right before we we got that call, maybe like two weeks prior, we wrestled the Dudleys and the Hardys. Yeah, in, in a York. match oh, in wow. New York, like a House of Hardcore or something. Or? Uh, it was uh, House, House of Glory. Gotcha. with Amazing Red, and um, we wrestled them there. And they, the Hardys, were still doing the the impact thing at that time. Yep. And uh, two months later, we got that <laughs> that email. Yeah. And then uh, I remember, you know, uh, I finished making lunch. I told my daughter, "Yo, chill out here real quick." I ran in the bathroom. I I and I called um Borash. And honestly, the the conversation went so fast. It was, hey, there's opportunity. Are you guys available? Such and such date. And we were like, we are now. You know, yeah. like it is. What, let's let's do it. And then um, I remember um, at that point, actually, I had already quit my nine to five. I had quit in September, and uh, we got the call in March. But I remember in September when I quit the nine to five, I was like this wrestling shit needs to work now mm-hmm. like i have a family nice i have chance, an apart- yeah this is we're we're gonna uh no pun intended we're gonna go all in with this and we're gonna give it everything that we have and hopefully something comes of it you know like we were both uh, at the time he didn't have his kid i had my family and i was like this shit needs to work because if not i'm I'm screwed. Well, that's the thing. I think I, I'm, I'm not sure how old you guys are, but I'm assuming he's probably in your 30s now or close to it at least. I'm 29. 29. Yeah. yeah. I'm 34. So, well, about to be 34. So there you go. So, you know, you're not kids anymore. Yeah. You yeah. got to make this work, right? Yeah. yeah. Have a career. And, um, you know, thankfully, when, when I quit my job, I was like, now, like, we need to make money, you know? So we were right. killing ourselves on the indies. Like, it was insane like four days a week really? you know we were on the indies just, just bopping all around the country all over yeah mostly in new york area no nah, mainly northeast. yeah northeast down yeah. south we would go uh we did uh midwest a little bit mm-hmm. but um it was insane like i could it was great because i was able to pay my bills and still support the family off of wrestling but That's our bodies times. were yeah. were you know 
And, um, you know, finally we get the call back to the impact thing. We get that call. And um, I remember getting off the phone with Borash and I just hugged my daughter as tight as I could because I was like, this could be it. This could be something, you know. And I, I was like, uh, I don't have to um, worry like, shit, next week we got to do groceries. You know yeah, you what I mean? You got a guaranteeing con- contract. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, so yeah that happened and then uh maybe like 30 minutes later i got a call from uh 619 area code and you could already know who that was. <laughs> and uh you know mr mr carlos sylvia no but uh conan called us well called me and did you know him i that was the first time i ever cold spoke call. with him gotcha. yeah a phone call from him he's like because he he was doing lax before yeah which mm-hmm. was Homicide of Hernandez. Homicide Hernandez. Yep. And then do you guys came in as kind of like the new... The new age. The yeah. new age, LAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Conan had the idea? Yeah. Uh, well, they... Uh, I think uh, how the story goes, Jeff had hit up Conan and was like, hey, I want you to come back. So they had wanted him to come back and be a mouthpiece for someone. And he was like, nah, if I'm going to come back, I want to bring back LAX, you know. And I want Homicide with me and I want I want to bring him back. But I need two new cats. You know, Conan has always been, he's always trying to find a new talent. That's right. Yeah. So, Very uh, much so. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he said he wants to be LAX. And they were like, all right, fine. Find the two guys. So uh, through word of mouth, uh, Shane Strickland, uh, Swerve in NXT at the moment, he was working with uh, Conan and Lucha Underground. And he just threw our name to him. And he was like, yeah, I, I know two Puerto Ricans. They're a tag team. You want Latinos. <laughs> Here you go. And he did some research on us. He looked up some matches on YouTube. Uh and then, really, the, the the deciding factor was Homicide. He was like, hey, do you know these cats from New York? And Homicide goes, yeah, I know them. And then he, he was like, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, they're the ones. <laughs> you know? Homicide, and little did he know, Homicide is, has been our mentor since, I mean, since we started. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. He's, yeah. Been, he's been, like, you know, he was the guy that... For all of New York, really. Yeah. But but, if, if you were, like, he respected us because he saw, like... Uh, what they did early on in their career and us. Saw your we growth. We were doing it the right way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We were wrestling everywhere. We were getting better. Every time he would see us, we would get better. And um, he kind of mentors all of New York. Like if you see something in someone, he'll kind of nurture it and kind of put them in the right path. But uh, yeah, and, and it just worked out to, to be what it ended up being. How did you guys end up becoming a tag team in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we both separately went uh, separate training. We went our separate ways. We met up randomly at the show. We were maybe three years into our training. We we're still green. Did you know each other? Each other? Yeah, we used to backyard wrestle with each other. Actually, oh, so you guys teenagers, kids. Yeah, teenagers. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, on. But we weren't like yeah. friends, friends back then. But yeah. we knew we knew each other. We would hang out in the same circles. But we weren't as close as we are now. Now we're just an old, grumpy, married couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how it gets, too. Yeah. That's what Big Show used to say to me all the time. He's like, well, you're acting like. You're my, you're my wife, and we're 50 years old. Put on your yeah. glasses. <laughs> Stand up straight. Yeah, that's us. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you, had, you had backyard wrestled as kids and then went to train and then kind of drifted away. Yes. And then ran into each other again? Yeah, we ran into each other. Uh, it was at a random show, and um, he had just came back from Puerto Rico, and he was just like, hey, I, I need a shoot job. Like, I just got back from Puerto Rico. I need to make some money. And uh, I, we were just shooting the shit. And I was like, hey, they're hiring at my job if you want to do it. And it was a, sort of the same thing, a security guard type deal job at uh, Borders Books. And uh, yeah. And then 
I recommended him for the interview. He got the job. And then, as you can imagine, all we did was talk about wrestling 24-7. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, let's become a tag team. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then, yeah, we just uh, we, we, we envisioned it and we dreamed about it every single day. And then randomly one day, he uh, he trained up at the school in the Bronx, right? Well, the icing on the cake, before any of that, the uh, what really made, like, the deciding factor in us becoming a tag team and, and us having the common understanding of what it's going to take to become great and to, to get to where we want to get to is uh, one day he came to me and he was like, yo, I just finished reading this yeah. book and uh you should really check it out it's awesome and and whatever and i'm like oh yeah it's a wrestling book i check it out and uh he brings me the book and it's uh, a lion's tale yeah. no shit yeah. and oh, that's uh, cool. and then uh i read the book in like two days and i remember coming to him and i was like this is it this is this is uh so what was it about the book that that inspired you it, it was, was the blueprint the of blueprint. of just the way you did it your oh, journey and how you the journeyman. You mm-hmm. wrestled everywhere. You got really good, on, and you were ready to to go when you were there. Before, yeah. So our our biggest thing was that before you got to you know WWE and you did you know the big stuff, you traveled the world, mm-hmm. and you went and and built your name up in every territory that you wrestled for, yeah. and that was like that's how we need to do it. Yeah. So that like especially early on when in our impact run and when we really started traveling out of the country and stuff. We're like, this is exactly how it needs to go. You know, we we do the states, we get out, we'll go to Mexico, we'll do shit there, we'll go to Germany, mm-hmm. we'll do shit there, mm-hmm. go to Eng- and we just did that whole loop until AEW. So you guys yeah. toured around together doing all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like we went, even it was super hard as a tag team, as you can imagine. Yeah, trying yeah. to get booked in the Indies, two guys, that's hard, flights yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's why a lot of it in the beginning was a lot of driving mm-hmm. for nothing. We would get paid nothing. If if anything, we would break even at times, and that's why we had shoot jobs. I would have to pay off the credit card just to break even, just so we could do a ride again, yeah, yeah, yeah. right in the weekend. But yeah, we did it together somehow, some way. What you said uh, earlier was great. You said that. Uh, he called you said, I just came back from Puerto Rico. I got to make some money. Uh-huh. And you think if you just come back from a tour, you're going to have your money. No. <laughs> <It was> Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. Money. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I had, I had left to Puerto Rico because of, you know, some, yeah, yeah. I had to get away from, from the city for a little bit. Gotcha. So I had to disappear a little bit. And then, uh, I was, I was dead set. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go to PR. I'm going to figure it out over there, make my life or whatever. And, and, uh, cause I didn't see myself coming back to the city. Because I was like, ah, for what? The same shit? To keep right. getting into trouble? Right. To keep, you know, at the time I was uh, 18, 19, you know, I was like, I, I can't keep doing this to myself. I can't keep putting my family through mm-hmm. the same shit. So I was like, I'll chill over here. But then uh, I don't know where I found my ass back in New York. Because <laughs> it, <laughs> it calls you back. Yeah, man. it always calls. So and, what were some of your favorite places that you went to when you traveled around the world that you mentioned? I love England. Manchester is one of my favorite places on earth. Uh, I just have really good memories in that city. Uh, I love Germany. Germany uh, was Germany's the best awesome. for me. Yeah. Would you guys go over there for an extended length of time or just for oh, a we show? Went over, we would go for a few weeks. Like we, we, were, two, two, we did two tours over there. We did a big tag league with uh, WXW. Oh, I've heard of that yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Bad Bones? Yep, yeah. Bad Bones is yeah. one of them, yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we did two tours. We did one tag tournament and then we went back and we did like a little like uh, uh, three week, three week or two weeks, two and like a half, two, two and a half weeks 
where we just got in a van and we would do all these small towns in Germany. And that was that's really great. Cool. I didn't know you guys had that much experience overseas yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, there was one place that we wrestled in Germany that it was like a, a famous uh, heavy metal like venue. It was called Hellraiser. Oh, really? It's in it it's in uh, it's in Leipzig, Leipzig, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, you go in there. It's a small spot, yeah. you know what I mean. But in in the backstage area, just the posters <laughs> and eight by tens of Depending everyone have been there. Have been there. Yeah. Everybody's been there. It's crazy. Um, we were so hungover that day. Oh, it was so, so much. Was the so night bad. before, the, the, like the boys took us out. We got so hammered. We stood up to 6 a.m. and we had to be on the bus at 7 a.m. Yeah. We got back, literally passed out for 20 minutes, got up, was still drunk. But the best the <laughs> best part about that that day was the promoter and all the guys were like, because we were in the van out, yeah. right? We saw the, the whole pro- day. Yeah, and the promoter and everybody's like, how are they? We're in the main event. And they were like, how are they? These guys are cooked. <laughs> they're, they're not going out there to wrestle. They're going to give a shit before whatever. <laughs> Maybe two matches before ours. They're, not, they're like waking us up. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we call the match. And main event, we shut that shit we down. Yeah. It was all, it was, and then we get to the back and the promoter is like, I did not expect that. <laughs> and I was like, you're welcome. I'll go to sleep. I remember we were in Sheffield. I was actually on my birthday, like November 9th. I think so it was the 10th. The 9th was the day before. And I got same thing, super drunk, six in the morning, barely make the bus, and I get to the venue, and that's uh, the first time I ever worked with Undertaker in a single Ooh. match on TV, on TV not a show. And uh, so I found a couch, kind of like this one that you guys are sitting on in an office. I turned the lights off. I set my phone alarm for like four o'clock, and I went to sleep. I woke up, and it's like, oh my gosh! Went downstairs, the old classic, just a cup of water. Throw it in your face, and <laughs> yeah. your face, uh-huh. and same thing. Tore that shit up. And the Raptors yeah. Undertaker just sitting there going, "No, that's what wrestling's all about." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> fuck, I feel like shit, but I'm glad we had a good match." <laughs> it's part of being great, man. Yeah, yeah, you got to do that too. Uh-huh. So, so that, like I said, that, I think that's really uh, interesting that you guys did that because not only does it give you ring lessons and wrestling lessons, mm-hmm. it's also really good life lessons. Yes, how to be away from home and how to survive. You know, in Leipzig, Germany, you know, in a van or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's something that a lot of, lot of you know, younger wrestlers should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of them don't now because you basically just get signed right out of wrestling school in a lot of ways. Yep. And yep. You, lear- you, you lose a little bit of that, uh, how, to, how, how to know how to get over anywhere, mm-hmm. independence of that, you mm-hmm. know. Did you guys find that that helped you when you come back to the States? 100%. Like we, the, the fact that we... Um, you know, we would go to these different countries or whatever, and people knew who we were was like humbling as shit. Or you know? making new then, fans. Or make, yeah, and then making new fans, and people are like, man, I've never seen you guys, but holy shit, you know? Yeah. Like, and then coming back to the States, it was like, yeah, so everything that we learned and everything we were putting forth over there, let's bring it here and just blow it up, you know? And, uh, it's been a, a, a wild time. Yeah, it's what been was a wild. your name at that point in time? It was Santana and Ortiz. We were, well, at when we were, no, so yeah. we started traveling overseas during our Impact run a lot. Okay. Like yeah. that's when we started doing that. But before Impact, it was Angel Ortiz and Mike Drastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Drastic. Was, the yeah. real deal, Mike Drastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we were EYFBO, and it stands for entertaining your fucking balls off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wasn't there some other weird name that you guys had, some kind of a collective name, like 
Hivisu or what the hell was I looked something up on, on Wikipedia like, EYFBO maybe is that what it was yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's one of my favorite things when 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 we first met I didn't know if your name was Mark Mike Mad <laughs> yeah. and he's calling you Richie I'm like hell man what's this guy's name that's the best because you you commit a crime <laughs> yeah they told it's a wrap mvp is like that too he was on the cruise this year uh, we were yeah. up all night like you said solving the world's problems and i was like what the f- is your name I've known you for 10 years. <laughs> i just call you m like what is it you know is it alvin is it you know uh, hassan or what yeah, is your yeah. name dude and, and conan's like that too He's Carlos. He's Charles. He's he's K Dog. He's Conan. Like mm-hmm. which one is it? Dude? Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe that's the reason why. Are you and that's how it's been. And that's how it's been since I was a kid too. Because uh, as a kid, my family they call me Anthony. Anthony's my middle name. And then so it's Anthony. And then I go to school and work as Mark. Or if I go chill in certain circles as you know Mike, or it's this or it's that. So I'm why like, are you calling Richie again? Uh, the movie La Bamba. So us and our boys, we had we had an inside joke. Uh, we would talk about that movie all the time, especially when we'd be in those van rides. So it just, I just, I can't put my finger on it, the exact moment we decided to call him Richie. But we were just like, yeah, you're Richie Valens, man. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I just, I just take it on the hey, chair. Man. I just keep it going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tell us about the time and impact because um, you were there for two years or three years? Two years. Two and a half, yeah. yeah two and, a half, and you guys yeah. were working all over the place. And obviously, I think Don Callis came in at that time mm-hmm. right towards the end of it or maybe in the middle of it or whatever mm-hmm. it was. It was probably in the middle of it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was what was it like when, when there was kind of a change in, in, of regime there? Man, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was hectic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot going on. It was hectic when we came in and, yeah. and at the, you know, the very first... Yeah. That first month, man, was... It, there was a change of regard. So, Jarrett was taking it back over from Dixie. So, there was a lot going on. Then there was, like, a new regime coming in. There was, you know, the guys that were there from Dis- Dixie they were kind of on their way out. They were bringing in new people to kind of run stuff. So, there was just, like, a million things going on. And uh, it was... They got it together, especially towards the end when we left. Like, they got a smaller crew. They, they had less cooks in the kitchen. And, and it was... It, a lot more things got done. But uh, during that time, it was just, it was chaos, honestly. We had no idea what was going on. Mm. But the day that they put the tag title on us was our second day in the company. We had no contract signed, no nothing. <laughs> we didn't even know we were winning the titles. <laughs> we just come up and we're, uh, Scott Demore was the agent of the match. So we, we walk up, we're talking about the match, and we're just like, yeah, we're calling it. All right, cool, cool, cool. And then he's like, yeah, LAX is up and uh, it's for the titles. And then we just look at each other and we're just like, Okay. All right. We play it cool. Yeah, we're like, course. yeah, whatever. The the meeting breaks. We walk off to the corner and we're like, what the f- is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I have no idea what's going but, on. But uh, honestly, like, not to cut you off, but I wouldn't have it have had it any other way yeah, because cool. I feel like that truly taught us, like, you're either going to sink or you're going to swim. Yeah. yeah. So this you're, is how the business really works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, you, they're putting in, us in this position. You're either going to make it work or you're going to shit the bed. Yeah. And thankfully, you know, at, at that point we had, uh, you know, been working 
some time and and we had our experience and and thankfully that also we had conan there to to help guide us and stuff but man it was like i wouldn't have it any other way because it 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 was like fire under the ass and and keep it going you know there's no time to think about it exactly we were definitely set up for success there though we had a good team behind us and um being that we were kind of like Borash's and um, Conan's project, they took care of us. So obviously they put us in the best possible position to make us look good. And uh, yeah, and, and it's funny. We were sitting maybe a couple of months after, you know, we, we already signed. We were already in the company. And Borash, we were all kind of shooting the shit. And he was like, we didn't think you guys were going to work out the way you did. But you did. <laughs> it was like, yeah, sometimes you hit it out the, yeah, the yeah. park and sometimes it just He didn't realize how ready you guys were. Yeah, to, exactly. You know, you bring in people all the time that mm-hmm. haven't done what you guys had done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny because people think all the time, like, like I remember my, the first time I won like the undisputed championship, and my wife was like, "Why didn't you fly me in or tell me?" It's like I I found out literally that afternoon. <laughs> it's the famous story where mm-hmm. I was at catering and Vince and Undertaker were were standing there, and, and Vince knew I could hear him. He was like, "Taker, you know, you know, you know, the business is going on the toilet. How we're putting the title on Jericho?" <laughs> and that's how I heard. Like, is he serious? I was like, "Yeah, you're going over." Really? Like, I had no idea. Three yeah. hours later, I'm the Indisputed Champion. I think people think sometimes there's this big, long, you know, thing mapped out as it should be. Mm-hmm. Not sometimes necessarily the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, what kind of uh, made you guys start thinking that it was time to, to get away from, from Impact? So we we um, we had did the... Uh, we had did the first Jericho Cruise... Mm-hmm. Right, we did the first Jericho cruise. That's that was, right. That's that, the first time I met you guys. Yeah, that was yeah. the first time that we we met you, and the first time we worked with uh, the Bucks. And um, you know, we had a great match with the Bucks, and we 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 noticed our chemistry with with them, and it was great overall, great experience and stuff yeah, we like did that. Interpromotional, yeah, Ring was, of Honor and Impact, yeah, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Like some real dream matches, yeah, at the time. and it was it was awesome. Like I. Me as a wrestling fan, you know, 10, 15 years ago and, and being on a a, a big-ass boat yeah. with all these, you know, wrestlers and amazing. But, uh, yeah, we did that match. We had that weekend. And, and I think after that, we started talking. We were like, I, up to that point, we were we had maybe eight months left, eight months left in, in our, our contract. And we started talking. We were like, hey, you know, um, at that point, we were already four-time tag champs. There, we had uh, did every like major match that they had. <laughs> we had worked all the guys there, um, and we've always we've always told each other like the only way to get better is to continue working with good people yeah. and to to just continue gaining new experiences and stuff like that. And um, you know, we both agree. We were like, what? The first thing we said was, what else is left for us to do? What can we do? Because, again, we're always chasing that what's next. We're always wanting to grow and wanting to get better. Um, so we're like, what, what's left for us to do here? What are we going to do? How are we going to be different? How? And also at that point, like we felt like the crowd was almost turning on us too because it was like we've been in this top position mm-hmm. since we came in. We've done everything that the company, you know, has put us in. And we're like, what else are we going to do? You know, what? And um, and we're like, yeah, we got to continue growing. You know, we want we uh, we want to get to a point where we and, and the biggest thing was uh, we want to give our families a great life. 
you know like we both right. gr we both grew up two poor kids in new york city and um like i i i told my girl and i told my daughter and and we told each other we were like we'll never be poor again i refuse yeah. you know what i mean like i would do whatever i need to do but uh like that was our biggest thing we want to continue growing growing our brand growing ourselves and and giving our families a great life you know you you more than anybody knows you know what i mean like you've you've done it all and and now you and your family get to live an amazing life and you're still rocking and rolling you know yeah I mean? yeah well because you got to take a chance too like you said yeah. when you know the old school mentality if you're in a territory and you start getting stagnant well then you leave and go to the next territory mm -hmm. well thankfully there was a new mm -hmm. territory for us when did you start hearing about aew uh shortly after the cruise mm -hmm. it was a couple of months yeah it uh, was it was uh Maybe like a month after, a month after the cruise. Yeah. Uh, that's about right, because it'd be about November of 2018. That's when yeah. we started mm -hmm. getting rolling. Yeah. And then um, Cody had contacted us, okay. and it was just like, "Hey, how long you have left at Impact?" And then we you, told him, and he was like, "Okay, keep me, keep, 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 keep me, me in the loop." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, "All right." So already based off that, we already knew we had another option. So when it we, we, we were actually, at the time, we, we, we were trying to negotiate with Impact. We were like, hey, uh, we need a little bit more money. Um, and they were kind of uh, going back and forth with us, which I understand. They're running a business, so they're not going to just outright give us exactly what we want. So just honestly with that, just going back and forth with that, and then knowing that we had other options, and also WWE was an option at the time, uh, because Borash now works there. And right. That, that was our in. So, uh, yeah, so we were just like, okay, wh what are we going to do? And then, you know, when when it came up and we were maybe at like, I say, a couple of weeks out from uh, leaving Impact, we still didn't know. We were like really sitting there and trying to make the decision. And they were like, all right, just stay for one more year. You know what I mean? Just do one more year and whatever, and we will figure something out. And we're just like, ah. But then we, we were going over in our heads. It was like, what are we going to do? Right. We're, right. we're going to just stay here and just people are going to turn on us. And then what about if we stay here and they kind of feel like we're going to we're going to leave and maybe they they bury us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or something shitty happens. And I was like, hey, we're willing to do business the right way. We'll lose on the way out. We'll do we'll put over whoever you want to put over. But uh, yeah, we, we just felt like it run. It's ran its course. And we loved the people there. We loved working there. But uh, yeah, we just felt that we needed to grow. We needed to. We felt like we were. Um big fish in a small pond mm -hmm. and not that we weren't being challenged but we wanted the challenge to try to work our way up from from so well just else. starting a company that that never existed you know a week prior was a challenge like, yeah. it was the same yeah. for me yeah you know and, and it's kind of one of the reasons why i came here too is knowing what i would be doing in wwe and not knowing for sure what we'd be doing in AEW because there was no template, there was no mm -hmm. blueprint. So and it goes back to taking the chance. Let's like take you a said. chance. Yeah. Exactly. That's 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 why. So you mentioned WWE. Did you have some contact with them beyond just talking with Jeremy? Uh, yeah, we were we were talking with um, with Regal back and forth, mm -hmm. like for for a few months. You know, we we were going back and forth with Regal, and they they had um, told us they were really interested in in having us and and all this stuff, and they had seen what we were doing at Impact. And uh, on the indies and stuff, because we were we were also working a lot with uh, Progress Wrestling and WXW, which are two like sister companies now so with, now, with yeah, WWE. Right, yeah. And um, we were doing a lot of work there. And, and the guys at Progress put in words for us. And they're like, yeah, These guys like are great. Like whoever they had contacts mm -hmm. from WWE, they were constantly put us over to the to office. And we told and we we 
we kept it real with Regal too. We were like, you know, this is this is what it is, and and. Well, he kind of knew. He was like, "Yeah, I know what's he, up." <laughs> yeah, he knew what was yeah. up, but I I also appreciated that he kept it real yeah. with us, you know. And yeah. he was like, uh, you know, th- he told us straight up. He was like, "No decision is a ba- is a wrong decision right now for you guys. You guys are in, uh, you know, a prime spot, and um, just." be smart about it you know and and whatever you feel is the best and you you do what you need to do for yourselves and your family he didn't make it easy (laughs) no but they they (laughs) really didn't well not to mention too you guys are new york guys yeah you know i i i I grew up in winnipeg but i'm a new york guy in winnipeg might as well be you know as far as being a wwf stronghold Mm -hmm. that's the same as new york city i mean Mm -hmm. was it hard to turn down going to the wwe where we all grew up watching 100 percent. of course it it, it definitely it definitely was uh a tough decision and it's funny because we made we made our final decision in puerto rico sitting (laughs) we it all goes back but we were we were sitting in a walgreens parking lot (laughs) yeah uh working there no we well Visit. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. We did. We yeah, we did a show. Yeah, we're, we're not f- working at Walgreens. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we, we were champions for this co- uh, company, uh, WWL in Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, in Puerto Rico, and we were champs at the time. Gotcha. So we were doing the loop. I think we were losing the titles. I think so. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. our last because we already knew we were going somewhere. Whatever the decision yeah, yeah. was, so we had to like finish up, lose, drop the titles, and I think that was the loop we were dropping the titles. But to go to his story, when we were sitting the. We, we have this whole spiel. So we made the decision. We sat there. We made the decision. We, 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 we drank a couple of beers that day, and we were like, all right, what, what are we doing? And I was like, all right, we're going to go with AEW. All right, cool. We're going with AEW. And then he has this whole spiel. He was like, we don't want to burn a bridge. We got to do it the right way. He has this whole spiel in his head. I just, yeah, I was just like, we, we got to keep it real. Let's just yeah. keep it real with them. And, and you know yeah. what I mean? It, it is what it is, you know. But uh, um, he goes to start saying his spiel to Regal. He has him on speakerphone. And he's like, all right, blah, blah, blah. He starts and Regal just already hears it. Already off the back. And he's like, pause, stop, stop right there. And he was like, listen, guys, if you haven't signed anything put to pen to paper yet, then just keep me informed. Just weigh out your options. But if there's something else that you want or you need from us and we can make it work, let us know. I'm like, man, <laughs> like easy. just say, and then just want to say, Fuck you yeah, guys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then what's funny is that like the conversation before that we had told them what we wanted, like pretty much, Hey, if we ever decided to come here, this is what we want. This is how we wanted yeah. to go. And this, and they said yes to everything. <laughs> so I was like, Come Dang. on, like the, you know what <laughs> so, I mean. So, like, what was the final thing then? What was it about AEW that like the AEW saying yes, 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 yes? Like you said, taking a chance. Yeah, wow, taking the chance, taking a chance. The and- schedule was a huge thing because we both have young children. Sure, we we know like back in the old days, you didn't see your children grow yeah. up five yeah. days a week yeah. on the road. And uh, we I, wanted to be dads. We wanted to raise yeah. our kids and also yeah. still continue doing what we love to right. do. Yeah, and we and, were thinking uh, best case scenario. Let's say we we go, we blow up. We become the best tag team. That means we're going to have the most work. Yeah. You know, and that's what we shoot for. We're not going to go there to, to be stagnant and mm-hmm. just to be, we, yeah. we don't want to be low car guys. We want to be at the top of the card. So let's just say best case scenario is like, we're, we're not going to raise our children. Like our wives are going to raise our children, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was the biggest thing. Just how we knew the schedule was going to be here. And that was a huge decision. Also to get the chance to work with you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, getting back to Santina and Ortiz. Uh, so you guys signed with AEW. And when did they tell you about the inner circle? That was the... the, the, the uh, once we had made the final decision, yo, this is where we're coming. Yeah. Then... Uh, the guys were like, okay, this is what, Matt you know, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Matt and Nick, yeah. Matt and Nick were like, this is what, what's the plan and what you guys are going to be doing. And, and we were like, yeah. uh, let's From do circle, it. You know? circle. Yeah, yeah reading, it was. Us reading your book, becoming a tag team and then getting to work with you. We were yeah. like, I mean, yeah. Well, all those factors kind of factor in for us to kind of make that. And decision. then also, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, tag team wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. tag team wrestling mm-hmm. is is great point. You know, something that we've dedicated our careers to at that. You know, getting here and and we were like, if we go to WWE, more than likely we're, we'll have our tag run and they'll split us up. Mm-hmm. And we'll you know that's yeah, just they the reality. Have the best track record with tag. Right. Yeah, they that's the reality do. of their system yeah. and what they do. So we were like, let's go to AEW. Let's let's uh, you know, just do the whole tag thing and and yeah, but mainly. Being able to raise our, our families, uh, you know, the tag team thing and, and the schedule and stuff like that. We were like, yeah, hell yeah. And we, we you know, since the beginning and talking, you know, with, with the Bucks and stuff, like, we believe in the vision. We mm-hmm. believe in, in, in what uh, AEW is, is doing and um, we want to be a part of it, yeah. you know. Like, and, and we say it all the time, like, no matter how long this lasts, no matter what happens, no matter, we could say that. We headlined the first Dynamite. We, uh, you know, we got to be in a group with Chris, you know, and learn from Chris. Stadium Stampede now. Stadium Stampede. (laughs) You know, like all these first things, like, will always be a part of that history. So, um, yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because I think they just put that together, like the first match on Dynamite. It was was the three of us against uh, Matt, Nick, and Kenny. Kenny, And Kenny, yeah, yeah. But we had never, we hadn't had any storyline or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, here's three bad guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. we didn't say we're the inner circle at that point. No. no. Not yet, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I, w- I would love to see that back. You guys might remember better than I did. When we were putting together the, the whole concept, because Tony's like, we want you to be in a faction. And I was like, I don't like factions. And nobody, you're going to lead it. Like, you're the Ric Flair of the faction. And I was like, okay, well, that's pretty cool. Because to me, whenever I think faction, I think of like, you know, NWO where there's 50 fucking guys and I'm <laughs> guy number 27. Uh-huh. Um, so then, like, well, who's going to be in it? And and I remember you guys' names were, were mentioned right off the bat. Because at one point, briefly, there was a thought of using uh, Penta and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want, not that I don't want them either. They're amazing. But I didn't like the idea of me with the masked guys. Yeah. And then your name was brought up. Like, this is perfect. Two, like, like street thugs and mm-hmm. ruffians, just some badass looking dudes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we've talked about with with Hager and with with Sammy. But so it was one of those things because I didn't know anything about you other than I met you on the cruise. I'd seen a couple of matches there. And then, of course, I remember, I don't know if I called Conan about you or he called me about you. We talked and said, yeah, these guys are great because Conan wanted to come in at first. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. like, well, they don't need a manager. I'm the manager. Like, they're with me now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
sorry, buddy, but not that mean, but basically like the vision of it was to bring you guys and nothing against impact, but there was a stink about impact at that time. It's mm-hmm. pretty much gone now because they've done such a great job in returning, mm-hmm. but let's get them away from, from impact. Uh, we don't know if we can get the, the copyright to LAX. It's like we don't need it. Mm-hmm. Let's do something new with mm-hmm. it, you know? So all that stuff kind of combined to us, you know, how you doing, buddy? Let's let's main event the first night. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, and that was the same thing with us. We wanted to get away. We wanted a, a fresh start. You know what I mean? We uh, we have built our 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 uh, our brand and our thing with with what we were doing in the ring and traveling and all this stuff. But as far as the name, like I felt like we needed something new, something fresh, mm-hmm. and and uh, just a fresh start coming here and just starting all over. And so describe was, uh, proud and powerful. Tell, tell us about the name and what, what that means to you guys. I remember at first I was like, I don't really get it. And you explained it to me. You did explain it, which made more sense. Yeah. So um, I think the, the first it originated from this, from actually the, the dude that did our theme song, Bodega Bams. He has a crew called Tamboys. It's him and, and pretty much all his friends from from the hood and stuff. And uh, he he has this this phrase, being proud and powerful. And it's with everything, being proud of who you are and, and being proud makes you powerful. You know, it makes you, you know, and um, when I explained it to you, I was like, you know, where we come from, there's not a lot of uh, people that have hope or that have direction or that have a dream or that have, you know, so I felt like it was important for us to to be those guys that that those dudes on the corner looked at it and be like, yo, if they right. were able to get to where they got to, being from where we're from, going through the same things that we've gone through, then why the fuck are we here standing on the corner wasting our lives away? Mm-hmm. That was, for me, that was my biggest thing. Like, I was one of those dudes. At one point, I didn't, I didn't have any direction. At we're one, never going to get out of here. Yeah, that, and, and I felt that was part of the reason why I left to Puerto Rico. But I realized when you... When you have passion and you have a dream, like nothing or no one could like take that from you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when you put your everything into it, it's possible. And, it, you know, and, and, it, and it may sound cheesy and everyone says it all the time, like, but like we're living proof of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you, it, same thing with you. Mm-hmm. When you were younger, you wanted to be a professional wrestler. You wanted to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. And today you're both, you know, so. And also coming from a small prairie town in Canada with no internet, how the hell do you do that? You know what I mean? Then same with you guys in the biggest city in the world, but that's the most people in the world. I'm sure you know dozens of guys that you grew up with or that that were like you at some point Mm -hmm. that are, have no job, in jail, passed away, whatever it may be. Or doing the same thing that they were doing 20 years ago. Right. Same exact thing. Right, right, right. You guys always will. You always stay in New York. You always live there. You're not going to move out to the country. Me, or? no. I'm. I, I want to move. I'm, yeah. I, I'm. I'm about to move soon. But he. He doesn't want to leave. I don't. I don't want to leave. Rico. He'll yeah. go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. I. I don't want to leave. But I'm also realizing the the whole main reason why I've I've stood in New York for so long. Not only because I'm born and raised, and and I love I love New York, but now, especially now, like the old New York is disappearing. Little hmm. by little, every day. Like, I, 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 I moved and I live in the Bronx now because I feel like it's the only borough that still truly harnesses that old, gritty New York culture. Hmm. And, and I love that. That's what I was, what yeah, I came yeah, up yeah. with. 
And um, but now even the Bronx, that's slowly disappearing. You know, gentrification. Like, yeah, man. Like you go, you go down to the South Bronx now. And South Bronx was, you know, at one point was one of the grittiest neighborhoods in in yeah. the city, and now they're calling it Sobro, and they're <laughs> they're opening up coffee shops. Yep. They just fit, they're they're almost done building these uh, these four freaking condo buildings in the South Bronx. Since when? <laughs> like, so bro, so bro. <laughs> what the hell is that? But um, but yeah, like old New York is disappearing, mm-hmm. and I feel like eventually it's it's gonna be time to uh, you know, vacate. Yeah, for yeah. me, it's more the pandemic kind of opened things up, my eyes up to anything, uh, more more up uh, because. The pandemic kind of hit and took away what makes New York special. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and great point. We were just sitting there. I'm sitting at home, and I was like, I could literally live anywhere now. Mm-hmm. We we don't do anything. Right. I go to the supermarket. I go I go work out, and I come back home, and that's yeah. it. I'm just hanging out with my family. As long as I could bring you, I can I can literally live at, uh, anywhere. And, uh, and New York's kind of going back to normal a little bit, but I think winter is going to hit hard again. I, for me, it's not worth the money that you pay if That's you're not going to get too. the amenities right. of New York. Which New York is, the amenity of New York is that it's New York. Yes, yep. exactly. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah. if you don't have that and you're still having to pay New York prices, yeah. for me, <laughs> right. it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Last couple of things, there's, uh, I wanted to, to touch on this because I don't know if a lot of people really knew about him. There's a friend of yours passed away, hit and run uh, mm-hmm. about a year ago, maybe it was. Yeah. Um, I forgot what his name was. Matt Travis. Talk, talk to you because I knew you guys were very close to him, and I don't you know. Give let people know out there what kind of a guy he was. Yeah. So I, um, young kid, he he passed. He was twenty four, I think. You know, and uh, <laughs> I was I was training in the Bronx for a while. I was uh, going to a gym over there, and and um, he had started coming through with some guys that had just randomly started training. And um, we hit it off because he, he reminded me of of how I was when I was out on the block and mm-hmm. just, you know, and um, he still had that mentality when he came to train. And, you know, we hit it off and we spoke a lot. We had a lot of, you know, similar likings and, and stuff like that. But then, um, yeah, I started training him. I was like one of the first guys well, to you trained, you trained. Yeah, him. I was I was one of the first guys to, to start training him. And then. I had told him, yo, you should really go to like House of Glory and get trained by Amazing Red and all these guys. And and um, yeah, and then he started doing that. But he uh, he embodied like those those guys that we spoke about that uh, had no direction, had no no, you know, and he um he like believed in this wrestling shit. Like he, he was like, this is what's going to take me out the hood. This is what's going to allow me to give, get my mom out the hood and give her a better life. These were like, he was the embodiment of, of proud and powerful. Mm. Like that kid was, uh, yeah, uh, not, not to interrupt you, but, uh, I remember specifically, uh, we had a conversation not, not too long before he, uh, uh, unfortunately passed away but he was just like uh man that's all, all he was focusing on uh was wrestling he was like all in on it he was just like yeah i'm staying positive he's like i don't even go hang out in my block anymore i literally leave my house i go straight to wrestling training i go right back i go to work i go right back and he was one of those people that would just hang out in the corner and just get into nonsense with other people and he was just 
so happy and so generous. It, it just, I know people don't like to speak ill of the dead, but I, I would say this if, if he was still with us. He was such a humble and nice kid, and it sucked, man, that he was yeah. such a good person, like really such a good person, and he came from that shitty upbringing and, and ha found positivity out of it, and, and it came out of it. And uh, that day, he was just watching wrestling. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That That's what he was doing. He was at his friend's house watching wrestling, and he was riding back bike back home. And, you know, yeah. unfortunately, it happened, yeah. But, wow. Like you said, I, I wanted to at least mention his name, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it. God bless yeah. Matt Travis there, right? Yeah. Uh, last thing, bring it back on a happy level. Of all the stuff we've done in our circle-wise, we kind of talked about it on the podcast, but we've had a lot of, a lot of fun. We've mm -hmm. had great matches. But there's been a lot of ridiculousness, too. Uh, <laughs> does anything stick out to you guys as being some of your favorite moments over the last year? Lifting a big, huge box up and your dad coming out of <laughs> was probably, for me, one of the great. And then him giving all of us Rangers jerseys is probably the greatest. That'll be with me forever. Yeah, that <laughs> that'll, that'll, I, I can remember you early in the day trying to explain it to him, and he's like, so I'm just going to sit there? And you're like, yes, dad, you're going to sit in this chair and they're going to lift the It's a wrestling thing. Yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. And he, uh, it's funny because he had a bag under his chair and he couldn't get the bag out. It was stuck on the chair. So he was like, when you pulled the box off, he was trying to get the bag with the jerseys off and he was like kind of sitting and standing at the same time. <laughs> How about you, uh, Ortiz? Um, oh, man, there were so many. I'm trying to think. Uh, I got, I'll, I'll jump in as you're thinking. I, that, that, when you got hit with the fucking bell, on Stadium Stampede, I had it was literally like I don't even remember what time it was at that point seven in the morning or something or, or six to four or four. I I couldn't stop laughing, like even just thinking about it. It's one of those things. Just thinking about it for a couple of days, I was laughing so hard. And then we did that thing the next day with the box of the of the Stadium Stampede shirts up yeah, by the yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of shirts. That's a lot of shirts. <laughs> Oh man, that was great. The first take of that, he almost blew my eardrum out. <laughs> I was, I was well, no, like, it was the first take, I wasn't so loud, and then I overcompensated for the second. Yeah, I was I like, right in his ear. Yeah. The other one I like too is when we got the orange juice bath. I said, "What?" Like when we were before, I'm like, "Why don't you take the bump and kind of swim around in it?" And once that happened, I remember it was like it was cold and it kind of smelled, and then you were still doing it, and then I was like. You stop it, you idiot! Yeah, <laughs> good, it's done. Like, it was half a shoot. Like, stop it already. <laughs> I think your dad and also you getting the uh, the spray paint in Stadium Stampede. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was great. Yeah, that, was, that was that was a good. That was one. still one of the greatest. You got anything? Um, I, I mean, we were just talking about Stadium Stampede. Would probably be yeah. one of my. It was just fun just to be on that field. I mean, it, it was long, but it it was all worth it at the end. And yeah. I think that was one of my favorite things. And I was just like, man. I wish we could just wrestle like this all the time. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> just make movies. Bad. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the other one that I loved too was uh, was uh, the flim flam. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the reason why I had that idea is that my niece was spending a lot of time at our house because she has just come out of school and she was on the TikTok. And then my daughter's on the TikTok. I'm like, well, so you came up with the idea, Santana, of us doing something like mm -hmm. we we're all talking to each other. And then that became the bubbly bunch for the three or four weeks we did it. Mm -hmm. And so for the week two, I was like, we should do our own TikTok. And Kevin Sullivan's, yeah, but you can't call it TikTok. I'm like, well, what am I going to call it? <laughs> Somehow Flim Flam came up. How many takes did it take for you guys to do that? Uh, it took me a while. So my girlfriend was recording me. And she would like 
shake or something and she was like messing up the shot so we were getting into an argument and i was like come on man <laughs> like, but it took it took a couple of shots to get it but yeah one of the main it took yeah it took me like four shots but one of the one of them i wish i would have kept because i'm doing like my girl's recording me i'm doing the the whole dance and in the background you hear my daughter go papi you look like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> Should have cut that in. Yeah, yo, I should have. But she said it so loud too, and, and like I stopped mid dance, and I was like, "Can I work here?" <laughs> like I'm... my daughter Sierra filmed all my stuff, and she was thirteen, and you know she she's just a teenager who knows how to use the phone, mm -hmm. and so come here, just one more shot. Dad, my friend is coming. But you, no, just give me five more minutes. Can you film it this way. Okay, one more time. Just yeah, one, yeah, Dad. But she did it. So you get the kids involved. <laughs> Dudes, uh, it's great working with you. And uh, once again, congratulations on an amazing match last week. And let's, uh, let's do it again this week. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank Thanks, you, boys. Chris. Cheers.